I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome to News Du Jour. You may be wondering, why am I, Annie Bowles, here hosting this podcast? I usually start by telling people I'm a political baby. You see, my parents met working on Capitol Hill. By the time I was two, I had been in my first political commercial and even got lost crawling around the West Wing. Don't worry, Al Gore found me. My family then moved abroad when I was nine, and I attended an international school in Brussels with kids from all over the world, and it is this type of global perspective that I also bring to our show. I graduated from American University in D.C. after studying political science and art history, as well as interning on both sides of Capitol Hill. I even interned down the hall from where my parents met. I'm now pursuing a professional certificate in journalism at NYU in conjunction with Rolling Stone magazine. I guess I was always that friend in the group who cared deeply about not just what was going on politically, but also globally. I often kept my own friends informed through high school and into young adulthood. So I guess I've always done a version of this show. I'm genuinely passionate about following the news, and I'm here to break it down for you guys every weekday. We always strive to be a calmer space to get your news, or as one listener put it, like getting your news from a well-informed bestie. I'm so glad you're here. You guys, I have so much to go over with you today. Some very random curveballs in the news for today. I'm going to go ahead and lump a like the vast majority of the stories together into a global conflict segment here at the top. That's what we're going to start with. And then I have one more story before we go. It is celebrity related. So much lighter note to end on, but we have a lot to go over. So let's jump in. Content warning. These stories involve violence and wars on multiple fronts. So our first update for today one of the curveballs, one of several. Did 12 UN agents assist with the attack on October 7th? So Israel has now put out documentation for allegations that 12 UN agents actually participated in the disturbing attacks against Israeli civilians on October the 7th. They specifically claim, according to the AP, that seven UN agents stormed Israeli territory and one participated in a kidnapping and another actually assisted in stealing a soldier's corpse. And the allegations seem at least somewhat credible because the UN has already fired nine of these people. Two more of these aid workers are believed to be dead. And according to the AP, the last one is still being identified. So they have fired all of 
the people involved with this that they know of. So this must have been something that really went down, you guys. This incident, though, could cost the U.N. agency funding from the U.S., and that is something that would gravely affect innocent lives in Gaza because, as we know, about a quarter of the population there is already starving, according to both officials there as well as outside aid organizations like Doctors Without Borders, etc. Lots and lots of people in Gaza are starving and hungry, so Gazans need that aid to survive, period. They won't survive without it. And then we have to discuss the (laughs) prospect of a UK draft slash Europe just generally preparing for war. So in recent days, military officials from both the UK and Sweden have called for their countrymen to begin mentally preparing for a war in Europe against Russia. If Ukraine folds, Putin's aggression will not stop there. That is the one thing we are very certain of. Now, this announcement, in the UK at least, caused a lot of people to believe that there may be a draft, and I'm not exactly sure where that rumor got started, but A lot of people then took to social media to talk about it and essentially make jokes about it. But the prime minister has come out and saying that there are no plans for a draft anytime soon in the UK. So that is just one of those many pieces of like kind of propaganda that caught wind and just isn't really based in fact. That said, though, Europe has not fought in terms of war on its shores since World War II. So this is a dramatic shift in mindset, even if it is just in mindset. And it took many by surprise, even if it shouldn't have. Next up in our global conflict updates, Pelosi is investigating Russians spreading propaganda for the free Palestine movement. Okay, so this was a headline I was not predicting I'd see today. Let's just say it was not on my bingo card. And yet, here we are. Nancy Pelosi, as in Nancy freaking Pelosi, has announced that she is interested in looking into financial ties between Russia slash Putin and some of the protesters calling for a ceasefire. She said in a press conference, quote, For them to call for a ceasefire, that is Mr. Putin's message, end quote. She then went on to say, quote, I think some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected to Russia, end quote. She was asked by members of the press if she believed the demonstrators had been, quote unquote, Russian plants. She answered, quote, seeds or plants. I think some financing should be investigated, and I want to ask for the FBI to investigate that, end quote. Whoa, Nellie. So there has been, of course, this huge disconnect between what, you know, top Democratic leaders like Biden, Hillary, Nancy, and everyday Democrats understand about the realities of Hamas and the situation in Gaza. And we also know that Russia seeks to sow discord in the United States and that a lot of Gen Z get their information, rhetoric, and even dogma from platforms like TikTok. 
TikTok has proven to be a very powerful tool in rallying people behind a cause, a powerful tool that has very real ties to the Chinese government and actors from all different backgrounds on the platform with varying agendas. We know for a fact that Russia took to social media in the wake of the 2016 elections to help elect Donald Trump and create division amongst Americans. And that is something there is a ton of evidence to back up. So this idea is really not that far-fetched. The only problem is Nancy has not provided any evidence to substantiate the need for such an investigation. Does it exist? I'm not sure. And now, to quote the American president, the movie, there's just this thing and it's out there. (laughs) It's like Nancy tossed this turd on the table and ran. And now all of our heads are like spinning as we try and wrap our brains around this idea that, again, isn't that far fetched. It's just incredibly disturbing. We will definitely keep you guys posted if there is any movement here with Nancy, the FBI or otherwise. So next up in our global conflicts update, I wanted to give you guys a little bit more information that has come forward about the attack in Jordan. So when President Biden found out about the loss of three American service members in Jordan, he was actually in South Carolina and he asked for a moment of silence at the event to acknowledge their sacrifice. He then went on to say, quote, we shall respond, end quote. And these three little words, they had loud ripple effects throughout the world. Experts are spooked, you guys. There are a lot of opinion pieces coming out about what is the appropriate response to this, given that we are standing on the tip of a knife. Republicans in Congress are saying things like, quote, the only thing the Iranian regime understands is force, end quote. That was Republican Senator Lindsey Graham for reference, but the Republican Party, very generally, is calling for a forceful response to this deadly strike. The U.S. government stands behind their assessment that this attack was carried out by Iranian proxies, according to the AP. So Iran is who we would be responding to. That's a giant gulp moment for me. For reference, too, the nation of Jordan is definitely tied up in what's going on in Israel. They are considered a Western ally, Jordan is, and actually provide oversight for holy areas, holy sites in Jerusalem, according to the AP, and they moderate hostilities to basically shield those holy sites from conflict. So that's just a little bit of context. And it shows that Iran's attack of U.S. troops in Jordan specifically is not insignificant in the context of global events in the Middle East. Like I always say, it's a tangled spaghetti bowl. And lastly, for our updates in global conflicts today, I wanted to let you guys know about an ISIS attack in Turkey. So yet another ISIS attack has gone down. This group has certainly been, you know, raising their public profile, striking out a lot more. This time it happened in Turkey. It was during a church service where two masked gunmen entered the mass, and shot and killed a man and injured more. 
ISIS later took responsibility for this violent act on social media. They said it was part of their effort to kill all Jews and all Christians worldwide. The attack took place at the Santa Maria Church, an Italian Catholic church. Two suspects have been arrested. Our heart goes out to my fellow Catholics in Turkey. Be safe, but please do not let this take your faith from you. I'll be praying for you tonight, as well as for the victim and his family. And lastly for today, we do have to end on a lighter note here, and we have to discuss Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl. Just kidding. Also, I'm fully serious. This whole thing is really preserving my belief in romance and fate and the power of manifestation. I mean, these two are something else, you guys. For some reason, they just remind me of high school, like their pictures with like her with him on the field. It's like it could be like a little cute high school couple like they just don't look like celebrities. They look so like down earth and you know, the only new information that I potentially have to add to this conversation, I'm sure unless you're living under a rock, you realize that Taylor Swift is dating a football player who just, you know, found out he's going to the Super Bowl. But I feel the need to share some important numbers with you guys when it comes to this whole situation. You see, for the non-Swifties out there, 13 is Taylor's lucky number. Early on in her career, it would show up before major milestones. And this Super Bowl game, if she attends, will actually be her 13th game that she attends in order to cheer her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, on. It is also the 58th Super Bowl. Five plus eight is 13. It's also happening on February 11th. Two plus 11 is 13. And I think there was one more. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're playing the San Francisco 49ers. You guys, four plus nine equals 13. I cannot make this shit up. As they're saying online, she will never beat those sorcery charges. At this point, it's just over the top. It feels like all the stars are kind of aligning to bring this romance into this like very fruitful place and honestly like give Taylor someone she can cheer on for once. They kind of feel like America's mom and dad at this point and if they win and he proposes on the field or something crazy and we all get to be a part of that moment, I swear I will shit my pants. I am way too invested at this point because it feels like Taylor being someone who is like born her soul. She she bears her soul to her listeners and has done since she was a teenager. We have followed all of her romances. So for this to be playing out so publicly, it really is just like the culmination of like her life's journey or life's work. I don't know. It's so hard to like describe because it just it does feel like we're being included on their romance to a certain extent. And because of that, I feel like it does feel like sort of the cherry on top of this whole like ride we've been on with her again since she was an actual teenager and we were all teenagers. So that for today, you guys, is the news du jour. And I wanted to leave you guys with the quote. If a flower doesn't bloom, do you blame the flower or its environment? So if we are not growing or blooming or sprouting, Look at your environment. Who are you talking to? What content are you consuming? 
Where are you spending your time? Change your environment and start blooming. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media and that is also linked in our show notes you can follow us on social media at news du jour dot podcast on both instagram and tiktok you can follow my personal account at it's annie bowls on both platforms as well any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup he has a little separation anxiety and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oklahoma. Oklahoma.